Coming up, we look at the quality of media pitches. The Guardian buy their own online inventory. Mm -hmm. And the global head of media at MasterCard calls on all brands to hire senior media executives. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack, episode 46. Um, so today we're going to just look back at uh, some recent media pitches and review the quality of agency commitment so yes, far. Yes, we are. Um, the Guardian have learnt something fascinating, yeah. I think, by buying their own online inventory. Yeah, which is brilliant. Um, and at Advertising Week in New York, uh, Ben Jankowski, who's head of media at MasterCard, um, champions brands hiring senior media responsibles. Uh, all coming up on today's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Okay, so first up, let's talk about media pitches because we've seen some really quite phenomenal work actually yeah. from agencies this year. That's right, and we've, we've worked on a number of reviews this year, but there were two key standout projects that we were involved in that uh, had all of the agencies properly committed yeah. and the work that came out of the uh, media industry I thought in both of these projects was absolutely exceptional yeah. uh, to the point where the decisions at the very end of the, the review was was very difficult yeah. for the clients to make. We should always be the ambition right you get, when you launch a review the ambition should be to make the final decision as hard as possible yeah, by true. motivating and inspiring agencies to do the best work. Yeah and, and, and it, but it stemmed from a clarity of vision on behalf of the clients. Both of these brands that we work with uh, were going through a, a, a form of transformation internally yeah. and that forced them to be very very clear as to what their ambition for media is yeah. and what role they wanted any future media partner to play in that ambition yeah. and therefore the, the narrative within the brief was very clear uh, they uh, were very considered in the way that they were going to stress test the agencies as part of this process. Yeah. And because of that clarity and that, um, that inspirational ambition, yeah. the agencies responded brilliantly. Yeah. When, a, when a, a brand is, has a really clear vision and ambition for media and able, is able to articulate that yeah. in the brief, you see a marked difference in the way and the quality of the agency responses and I guess that's that's the thing it's just the preparation and the ambition is is key and you know as we're talking about next year is going to be a very busy pitch market in all likelihood um, so that's encouraging bodes well but it also means that you know if you're in the process of planning or thinking about pitching um, you know our advice is the quality of planning yes. and preparation is critical uh, and the, uh, the reason to have a, a very clear strategic ambition for your pitch is very compelling because we see it just, you get a far, far better quality response and level of commitment from, from the agency uh, landscape. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And just on you know, the, the back of your prediction that next year is going to be uh, quite a busy year, yeah. uh, and particularly in the US, we saw this, uh, this report that yeah. came out of the US that suggests that 64% of uh, the US's media business yeah will be put up for review in yeah. 2017. So this was a piece of research published, um, I think it was last week in Ad Age, which was kind of caught our eye um, because it had interviewed uh, 
a big proportion of the leading advertisers in the US. It was like 80-90% of the leading advertisers in the US. Um, and they'd been asked the likelihood of them to review their business in 2017. Um, and yeah, two-thirds of them said that they would plan, were planning to do that in, uh, in next year, which is, if you put that in the context of the scale of the US market, it's a $200 billion marketplace, right? So 60% uh, of that means you've got 120, 130 billion dollars of pitching, if that's to be believed. Uh, and last year, which we called media palooza, media tsunami, was around 25 to 30 billion dollars, right. of which half of which was in the US. So right. this is getting off at 10 times the size. So what uh, would we call it then? Have you what's 10 times the size of media tsunami? If you've got any idea what you would call that, please let us know. It's a, it's a, I think somebody last year called it Pitchmageddon, so I just don't know how you go above that. Uh, if that research is true uh, and provides any insight, then you know, of course it indicates um, this is going to be a, a very, very busy market. Yeah. What's interesting about that? Well, it just means that if you're one of those brands that's pitching, how do you how do you make your brief kind of stand out? How That's do right. you get access to this, this the great quality of thinking, the great talent, uh, and the great commitment from agencies when you know sixty percent of the market is pitching at the same time? Yeah. Uh, it's some it's some kind of food for thought. Absolutely. So next up, a fascinating story uh, regarding the Guardian. So the Guardian's new chief revenue officer has mm -hmm. conducted an experiment. Yeah. And they began to buy their own inventory yeah. and follow the, the, the chain through the kind of supply chain to yeah. see how much money they as a publisher got back from the investment they made as, a, as an advertiser, yeah. as a buyer. Yeah. And uh, the results were terrifyingly staggering. Yeah, it was fascinating. And uh, it's an interesting exercise, isn't it, to kind of go out and buy your own inventory. If you suspect that there is potential loss in the, in the, in the supply chain, um, what they found was pretty damning. Um, he said in the worst case scenarios, yeah. they were only actually seeing 30% of the money come back to them, which of course, if you can do the maths, hmm, uh, is 70% of, of the ad spend, which should be going to the publisher, yeah. is actually getting sliced away by loads and loads of kind of intermediary uh, companies and suppliers, uh, which is alarming, of course, if you're the publisher supposed right. to be getting uh, access to, you'd hope, kind of more of that uh, that yield from your inventory. Yeah. Um, you know, what does it mean for an advertiser perspective? It probably doesn't have a huge impact necessarily. But on as an advertiser, you get no. But as an advertiser, you'd want to know that. Right? Yeah. I mean, if there are multiple stakeholders in this supply chain all yeah. taking a little piece. Yeah. It's fine, right, if they're adding value. But if they're not adding value, then why are they getting their little bit of action? Yeah. Um, I feel terribly sorry for the publishers, and that's obviously squeezing their, their turnover, and it's you know, perhaps compounding the issues around ad blocking. Um, but as an advertiser, I'd want to know what value all these little elements within the supply chain are adding yeah. to the, that process. Yeah. And I, th I think the FT did something similar a year or so ago, um, where they looked into you know, how their inventory was being bought as well. So, I mean, we'd encourage you know, more and more uh, publishers, more and more media vendors and owners mm. um, to perhaps conduct similar tests, because it, it gives us some 
you know, some proper substantial evidence and insight where, there, again, there's kind of speculation. There's a general feeling, of course, that the whole supply chain is just too complicated. Uh, and as you say, you know, there's not enough clarity on the value being added by all these intermediary steps. And it has a profound impact on the ability of an organization like The Guardian to continue to do the work that it does. Absolutely. So, I mean, it has far kind of bigger implications if you want to take it that far um, on, uh, you know, quality of journalism and, and reporting and things like that, because business like The Guardian is struggling financially and you can understand why they are aggrieved to be losing all their income. So finally this week, the global head of media MasterCard, mm -hmm. Ben Jankowski, um, was at Advertising Week last yeah. week and, um, and in some follow-up interviews uh, he was referencing the ANA's kind of media transparency reporting and, and said some really interesting things and bear in mind you know Ben is, is one of those kind of global media leaders very senior kind of global media leader you know in the, in the mold of the chief media officer that yeah. we've talked a lot about um, and so you know has a kind of good perspective and good authority on this um, you know, he was uh, very passionately advocating for other brands to hire senior media leaders, which we've talked about a lot and the importance yeah. of that. Um, it was good to hear you know, somebody else kind of you know, adding uh, perspective, additional perspective to that. You know, you've got to have that senior leadership yeah. to be able to have a vision and an ambition for media, of course, yeah. but you've got to not be fearful of this complexity and be able to uh, you know, help your company, help your brand navigate yeah. sensibly uh, in this space. I couldn't agree with Ben more. And you know, we've, we've been huge advocates of, of you know the chief media officer role, or, yeah. or encouraging brands to bring in senior, uh, experienced media resource internally to yeah. provide sound governance over what is an incredibly important critical discipline yeah. um, and and you know Ben's thoughts are completely reflective of those you know but it does start with having that ambition yeah. when you reframe the conversation away from purely the commercials and uh, provide a very clear uh, strategy for media then suddenly you begin to yeah. you know, identify the opportunities of it rather than be kind of fearful of the complexities as we talked yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Um, and another thing that he raised, again, which is uh, you know, very encouraging and good to hear, is this idea of uh, you know, if agencies are not paid fairly, then you know, perhaps they'll be inclined to go and find other sources of, in of income, which you know, the ANA have said are, are non-transparent and, and uh, you know, undermining the trust in the relationship. And it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's an ongoing kind of chicken and egg kind of discussion, isn't it? Because agencies say, well, if you don't pay us fairly, then you're kind of giving us license to go and do this. That's right. What Ben said was, how can we pay you fairly if we don't know what money you're making elsewhere? Um, that's a tension that has to be broken. Yes. We have to, as an industry, kind of draw a line and figure Absolutely. out uh, what we want from that. Because pushing agency fees down creates this knock-on effect. These two things are kind of related. Mm -hmm. If you want a media agency entirely aligned with helping you deliver your business outcomes, then you don't do that by squeezing, squeezing, Absolutely. squeezing margins. What you do that by is by having a clear vision and ambition for media and something which actually agencies can feel that they can share in. Yeah. Okay? That is the basis of 
of, of any relationship well, of that, 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 that requires trust is to know that both parties are aligned to the same ambition. Yes, and, and I think the solution is really, really simple. Uh, you draw a line in the sand. You pay your agencies fairly and equitably for the value that they provide to your business. And in return, you expect complete transparency. Yeah. I think it's as simple as that. And interestingly, it's something I'm talking about. I'm in New York next week um, at an ANA event, actually, with, with a whole bunch of US marketers. Um, and that's really the theme of, of what I'm talking about here is to try and get us away from being intimidated by the complexity of media and excited by the opportunity, which we talked a bit about last, uh, last week. Um, and that actually only by having an ambition for media that you can articulate can you ever hope to have a trusting, productive relationship with your agency because they have to have a vision that they can, you have to have a vision that they can share in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I will feed back on that. We'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, good to hear uh, other senior media leaders um, advocating these kind of changes in practice. Okay, that's all for this week. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Give us a thumbs up if you like what we're doing. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Bye for now. Have a good weekend.